Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two, episode number five, baby. How are you doing, Katie? I'm doing so good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Everyone, we have so much going on today, and quite shortly, within the same episode, you're going to find out. And Katie, do you want to tell them what's going on today? We have an amazing guest coming on, and we are going to be talking about what it's like to be living with HIV, and we're going to be talking about all different kinds of things to do with finding out at the start, the reactions of the people around them. And I'm just really looking forward to the really interesting conversation. I know that's going to be coming. So I'm not going to tell them who it is just yet. I'm going to wait until our guest is here. Oh my God. I'm so excited because honestly, like, obviously I'm fangirling because I admire this person so freaking much and I don't even think they even realize how much I admire them and um, you're gonna see after the episode after you listen to it who it's going to be and um, we will link their Instagram account and you'll find it on Instagram and in the bio or description of episode of this one and honestly guys to this day this is one of my favorite episodes so far even though um, right now at the second, we're doing a pre-recording, um, for this episode and doing an introduction of the episode. So, um, yeah. How was, uh, gonna... how has your week been this previous week? Well, I think we have a lot to catch people up on. It's been a couple of weeks since we've, uh, been able to record. So there's been lots of things going on. Um, I was sick for a couple of weeks. I had pneumonia. Boo. I'm feeling much better now, though. Um, I can hear it in your voice. I got, pardon? I can hear it in your voice. I know. It's still a little bit there, but I'm like, it's more like a cold now and not like a, like I'm dying. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, so good. And... Yeah, and then I got a place, so I am going to be moving out of my parents' place, um, and I'm moving in with one of my best friends and my daughter, and it's in the town that I work in, and it's, like, right down on the beach, and I'm so excited, so I have been very busy trying to pack and get things ready for that. Yeah, and let's let's uh, stay on topic of that. So do we remember talking about how we have been manifesting, talking about how we've been really honing in on what we want and what we're going to manifest, and lo and behold, you're going to be moving into a place of your own, which is super exciting, and you worked your snuff off for that, and you manifested yes. the shit out of it, and I'm so proud of you, honey. Oh, thank you, baby. I'm so excited. It's going to be so, so good. But yes, I have been manifesting like crazy. So I'm so, so happy that all these things that I've been like waiting for are coming into fruition. I did not know how I was going to say that word for a second. (laughs) I hear that a lot. (laughs) Don't worry about that. (laughs) You passed. Oh my God. Oh my Today is bringing me so many good feels and it is exactly what I needed after this week that has been 
uh, that we've just been by. There's a lot of good oh. highlights out of the week, but I'm going to let you continue taking the reins on what you've been doing and what you've been busy doing. <laughs> I told you what I've been busy doing. I've been packing, and last night we were in a parade, which was fun. It's kind of made it feel more like Christmas time for me because um, I haven't been feeling super Christmassy yet. So being in the Santa Claus parade last night was really nice. Um, I did it with the daycare that I work with, and my daughter got to go in, and she had a lot of fun. She was, like, so wound. It was crazy. Like That's so good. I'm excited for her. And what are other highlights that have happened this week for you, like good highlights? Wow, I keep telling you stuff, Ben. No, I know, but I'm going to dig some deepness out of you, baby. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Am I missing something? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I had a really good conversation with my therapist today before we're recording. Um, We... We vibe on such a different level. It's kind of hilarious. Like today I was I was talking about um a person that I've started dating and it's kind of the first time I've brought this person up to my therapist. So she was kind of surprised to hear like how long I've kind of been seeing this person or whatever. And then as she found out their name and she was like, wait a minute. And then she was just like, what was your ex-partner's astrological sign? <laughs> and I told her, and I'm not going to say it because, like, whatever. Um, but then she asked what the new person was, and I told her. And then she's like, she's like, wait a minute, what was the other one? And I was like, so I told her, and she's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense from what you've told me as, from him as a person. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's so funny. Like, I love that she's just like, wait. He, I guess I can say it. Like, wait, he was a Pisces? That makes so much sense. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you're hilarious. Like, it's just so funny that my therapist talks to me about astrological signs. Do you know what? And this is what we've chatted about in the previous uh, episodes about having a therapist, one that can really understand you or even speaks your own language. And that's about really being able to find those things that help you connect with them. Exactly. Because not everyone's going to work out. Hello, everyone. Sorry about that. We had a random disconnect, and I don't know how or why it happened, but we are back, back, and back again, baby. So Katie was just talking about the things that she was... (laughs) I had a stumble there. She was just chatting about what has been going on since the last time we recorded. And um, I'll update you guys with uh, what I've been doing. Is there anything else that you wanted to say, Katie, before I ramble on? No, go for it, baby. Okay. So I have been busy. And I've been busy with working two jobs. Um, I am now 
We all know my favorite store here in Calgary and the best and favorite store of all times, and that's Elysian Alchemy down here in Calgary. So if you ever come visit Calgary, let me know, and I'll hook you up with the store, and uh, I'll show you around. Um, so that is what I've been busy doing is working two jobs, and it's not really a job for me because it's helping people, assisting them, and I'm very passionate about it, and I love it. And uh, I've been busy working at the cleaning job, just doing my thing and also trying to push out more moss art as uh, I'm trying to ramp up for the Christmas season. And I've been doing a lot of not sleeping lately and I don't know why. And I have a feeling I do know why actually, but there's a couple of reasons and those other reasons I don't know. Anywho, so I have been coming up with new business ideas and trying to really find stuff that will work for me in the time that I have so that's probably on my mind as well. Excuse me. And as ironic as this is, <laughs> Coffee with Benjamin and Katie, uh, and we're recording later in the day, I still have coffee in hand. And I, it's right in front of my face. And I, it just stuck out at me in this second. So I thought it was really funny. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, I'm sitting right beside um, our balcony door right now. And the weather outside is stunning. Bright, sunny day. There's very few clouds. And it is 15 or 14 degrees, the expected um, weather today, right? And it's like, we're almost in December, right? <laughs> I, yep, I can't keep track of sure. time either, so. Um, I wish, because today it is so cold here. And it's been snowing all day, so... <laughs> Get your ass on a flight, honey, and uh, come enjoy the weather. <laughs> and oh, me. <laughs> I bring the snow with me. <laughs> oh, hell no. If you do, I'm going to slap your ass back to Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am hoping to get out there. We talked about in the spring, so hopefully yeah. that can still happen, and... I can't wait to get out there and explore with you. I am so looking forward. And you know what? I have so many places to show you. It's like kind of overwhelming, but it's freaking awesome because there's some smaller hikes that are like fabulous. There's a lot of big hikes that are just like, it's going to win my ass. And then there is a couple of places that are just like, Casual, you can have a beer in the hot sun or just like enjoy. It's, it's going to be an amazing time. I'm so looking forward to when you do visit because I have lots of places to show you. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, guys, we are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk with our special guest. So oh, honey, put that seatbelt on because we're about to give you some whiplash, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will be right back after this break. Hello and welcome back, everyone. We are back from our break. We have Katie, and I'm going to let our special guests introduce themselves, and uh, <laughs> we can get started. Oh, wow. Um, I'm Travis, sometimes Frankie, and um, I'm here today to talk a bit about my HIV status. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so Katie and I... 
Um, we come from a small town in Ontario, as everyone from our listeners already know. And um, I reached out to you, Frankie, because I think you were the best person to speak about it. And I knew it was a long shot, but I held on to hope. And you were just a really awesome individual who is very down to earth. And I'm very thankful that you have agreed to this. And again, thank you so much. And uh, so, Katie, um, did you want to start out with your questions or did you want me to um, start out with that? You go ahead. You're, right. You have a lot of questions. I know that. So you guys go ahead first and then I'll, I'll uh, fill in any blanks I feel like we might have missed. Okay. So, Travis, I'm just going to go over some of the questions that we've kind of already chatted about. Um, sure. So, well, first, can I say? Yeah, of course. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> and all of those nice compliments. That's very sweet. And I'm excited about this. So thank you for including me. <laughs> you're more than welcome. And uh, did you want to actually tell us a little bit about like where you're from and just kind of Sure, I'll Tell try. us a little bit about um, yourself. I'm, yeah, I'll try. You know, I'm horrible at bios and um, those sort of things. So, like, um, I always try. Um, oh, that's okay. <laughs> there is no perfect bio, best honey. I can do. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I grew up in a really small town in British Columbia. Um, I uh, came out at a really young age and uh, was in a very tough position as a kid. And... Um, luckily had a very supportive mother and um, have been able to sort of thrive, um, especially with my queerness and have the confidence to put that at the forefront of sort of what I do creatively and is important to me. Um, I think you cut out. Are you there? Pardon? Are you still there? Oh, I am. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what just happened there. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know where I left off. But uh, so, yeah, I am um, also a model. Also uh, was on Canada's Drag Race, which has kind of helped give me the um, sort of social media following and whatever to to start speaking about the things I care most about. And one of those things is um, destigmatization and... Uh, advocating for people living with HIV, like myself. Yeah, so um, I'll, leading to that point, I'll start with the questions. Um, yeah. If any time that you're uncomfortable with anything, just let us know and we're happy to just like skip over them, okay? Sure. So what does it mean for people who do not know what HIV is or know that much about HIV, what does it mean to be HIV positive? Well, today it means um, taking medication every single day to stay undetectable so that you are un untransmittable. So um, no longer able to um, spread the virus and also to keep it at a level low enough in your body that you stay healthy and that your immune system strong, stays strong so that you don't um, end up acquiring um, a, a, pro a proper immunodeficiency uh, syndrome disorder. So uh, 
that's mostly what it means from a medical standpoint. It also means, you know, going every three to six months to get tested for your HIV levels. Um, I always recommend three because like they test for everything. So why not get tested for everything? But, you know, um, it is a reminder constantly that you have HIV and that you're kind of looked at sometimes as a disease vector, which is the other part of what living with HIV today is, um, is stigma, is it's uh, dealing with people's lack of knowledge and having to be your own best health advocate sometimes, and also your own best mental health advocate. Um, but with that said, there are a lot of new innovations that are kind of coming and there's, uh, you know, you, you can live healthy with HIV, now and that's amazing and and there's a there's a lot more uh, growth in that area coming down and getting improved as we go such as um, a less frequent needle as opposed to pills such as possible vaccine trials those sorts of things so it is um a, a optimistic time as well to have HIV a little bit now yeah see i i love that I I absolutely love that. And that brings so much joy to my heart that all these scientists are working really hard to make things work, make people feel more comfortable in their own skin, regardless of how they are and what they have to live with. Right. And so my next question is, when should someone start treatment and what does that involve? Which you've already covered that second portion of that question. So when should someone start the treatment? Well, <laughs> that is also, um, you know, this is one of those things that I think actually is important to talk, to speak to, because I think um, people that don't have HIV don't even think about this part, um, actually, you know, I think because like, you know, you're always hearing that for the best case scenarios, immediately, as soon as you find out. But one should and has to consider that that is a huge decision and you need to be guided well through it um, for it. I think like as soon as you possibly can and can manage there's so many doctor's appointments, there's so many um, sort of uh, paperwork and, and, and things like that at the beginning which is like kind of what I do try to like help people with um, uh, through, through social media and through my, my presence and, and being at about my status. Um, like just the other day I was helping someone who basically got stealthed, which is sort of rape. Um, and it is rape, sorry, I shouldn't say sort of. Um, and, you know, had the sort of ability to take themselves to, the hospital and get the post-exposure package but even when there it was very handled so lightly and quickly that he just kind of got a prescription and didn't really feel comfortable and like also like this sort of traumatic thing kind of happened and no one kind of uh, addressed those things and those are such important things to consider as a healthcare practitioner and and so he they uh, then reached out to me and I guided them to like the pharmacy I go to, who's like very helpful in terms of like the medical standpoint of the, the drugs that they were prescribed. Mm-hmm. We were just, um, and then also I gave them like, they, you know, they started asking all their friends that they felt comfortable sharing with about the, uh, the, the, the medication. And of course, 
they aren't a doctor and like don't know and said some of the like most concerning things that made them nervous to take the pill. Um, so uh, yeah, that's like kind of the best part to like be able to like actually help someone else that has HIV, but it's, it's a very mixed bag when um, you first start uh, your um, sort of awareness to your status, like you've, you have to take on a lot and people don't consider it. Yeah. And so it, while it is important to start medication as soon as you can, it's also something that I, I can understand could take someone a minute to come to. Well, exactly. Right. Yeah. And which leads to my next question. Like, what was your initial reaction when you found out? Like, what was the thought process <laughs> that you had in your head? And I know this question might be quite a lot because it might bring up some of the trauma that you first experienced. But yeah. if you're comfortable. I snickered because I was, I snickered because I was nervous. Um, <laughs> but I, I am. Don't worry. Ben and I are both like that too. We both have <laughs> the, the nervous snickers and giggles. Oh my goodness. You fit um, in yeah, perfect here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, well, so this is such a complicated question, and I'm like so embarrassed. It does involve other people, but um, I, I just I won't use names, and hopefully, no one cares enough to figure that out. But um, I was in a relationship when I found out my status, and part of the reason why I went to go get tested was because they wanted to kind of, sort of, I guess, go to that next level of relationship. And I'd experienced something that gave me concern. And I'd actually like this other person after being, I, I was date raped. And um, I went to the hospital for PEP, post-exposure package, but I'd already taken it at once that year, <laughs> which is terrible. Um, and because of that, my whatever amount that I could was kind of given was up and they weren't really the doctor was just very quick with me and like didn't really give me the option I was like well I can't afford that and I feel like my respect is low enough I'm just gonna have to just go with it and I never really dealt with that I didn't even really feel like I was dare like I knew that I was like I knew I was drugged and I this thing had happened and it didn't you know it did what it, it was it was I was aware of it but I wasn't aware of how it affected me and then this whole thing in the news came out um, about this person who had um, done it to more than just myself and other people got involved because of that. Um, we'll say I'm trying to be as like nondescript as possible. Well, that's um, okay. But uh, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, and then fast forward to being in this relationship, I was like, I really have to deal with this thing. So I did, um, and I was positive and I was in a relationship. So this person was very nice and trying to like, give me all the resources to like, and talk me through it and actually give me the, you know, mental health, um, consciousness, like approach, uh, to what I needed or what one probably needs. But instead, because I'm me, I was just kind of like, this is all great. I will come to you when I decide how I feel. Just give me the fucking pamphlets. I have people that I need to call now because I just found out I'm HIV positive. Like, I don't want to sit here and like wonder and like want to look at my phone. <laughs> yeah. They were just kind of like, 
I totally am. Like they were lovely. And I actually went to, at first to therapy for them until I switched to, to my psychiatrist. Um, so I was pretty mean at the beginning. I was very like business. Like I, like I didn't even know how I felt. So I just have to figure well, out how to get the medication I need, what medication I need, how to get to a proper doctor. Cause I don't have a family doctor as most, most people who are in their twenties don't, uh, <laughs> which is terrible. And... Well, the thing is, is you went into survival mode and you knew what you had to do, even though yes. you don't didn't know what the hell you needed to do. You just were in survival mode and you made it work, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, fortunately, unfortunately, a lot of my life has been that. So, you know, maybe I, I, dip, I dipped my toe in it enough to just be able to, to do that and be effective. But I also... Again, like the first, so as soon as I got out of that appointment, I messaged everyone I knew pretty much that had HIV that I knew would understand not disclosing it to other people and also could guide me well to uh, treatment. And so then I also messaged my partner and I cried. And then the situation with my partner, like, wasn't always great. So I didn't necessarily have the support I needed there either. And uh, eventually I told my family and, and uh, they were very supportive and, you know, the biggest fear with family, I was kind of just like, oh great, like they're not going to, they're not as knowledgeable. They live in a small town in BC, all these different things. And I don't want to have to like be their teacher. So I waited till I felt like ready for that responsibility. And then they were surprised me by actually um, doing research, talking to doctors, the doctor about it going online and asking me for resources to understand rather than just like making me the teacher which was so lovely and surprising um oh, that's so nice yeah I'm, I'm really fortunate to have like the mom and siblings that I do like we're so close so I love that but, for you yeah, thank you <laughs> me too uh, but yeah so uh and then um since there you know it, it, it got a lot easier but yeah I was very like mindful of this, I know that this is traumatic. I know that now I'm finally processing this crazy date rape thing that happened for the first time. I also recognize I have a partner who, who it's complicated for and like all of these different things. So I was just trying to, to, to get through the, the bits that I could and not lose myself in the process. I remember one of my many, many appointments at the beginning, because you get vaccinated also. This is another important part of actually treatment, I should say. For um, literally everything, right? <laughs> because Well, like, you're immune compromised now, well, aren't you? Well, that's an interesting thing. So actually my immune system is really strong because of the medication. Um, but yes, if we get sick with something, there is more risk of those medications not working as effectively or, you know, whatever the case may be, and it affecting you worse and then becoming immunocompromised and um, uh, getting very, very sick, like pneumonia, um, uh, shingles, like all these different things, all the hepatitis, <laughs> which they check to see if you, like, certain things, time out, like your hep B, which you got in school or whatever, and... Um, it's important to, to get that check. So I, I had to actually get hep A and B shots again and pneumonia and all of these different shots. 
so it's a lot of appointments and I missed one. And I remember like calling my doctor and being like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm such an idiot. Like I'm, I'm getting free help and I'm not even accepting it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I'm probably like one of your worst patients. You're such a good doctor. <laughs> and he was just like, okay, Travis, first of all, relax. Like you're one of my favorite patients. Like he's like, he volunteers. I won't say where, but an amazing place that helps people with, with medication. And, and he was like, I volunteer blank. And um, I deal with people that are high on meth all the time. So like, <laughs> they miss a lot of their appointments and, and whatever. And, and uh, you know, don't sweat it. It's a lot at the beginning. So I think that's like, was the, the thing. It, it was a lot at the beginning. And I had had two jobs at that time. I quit one of them because they were so bad about how many appointments I was going to. And I ended up giving my notice. And after my first HIV thing came out um, with Katie, uh, .org, um, they had seen it because it was a video and they apologized uh, for how they treated me even though I had like because I didn't realize that what I was dealing with was this serious and that I was HIV and I clapped back and I said I appreciate your apology but it shouldn't matter what someone has and I don't have to tell you that for you no. to like respect that I'm all of the, the doctor's notes that I'm trying to take care of my health like if I'm proving it to you, don't ask, keep asking for more and more to make it my life harder. I was going through something and that should have been clear regardless of what it was. <laughs> yeah. You don't need that validation from them at all so or they, anyone. They, yeah. And they, and they did then apologize and, and, you know, I'm, uh, I appreciate that they did that and, and, and we're, we're, it's all good, but, um, but yeah, it's a lot at the beginning, I guess, to, to answer the question uh, in a 10-minute monologue. <laughs> That's all good. You know, like, this whole thing, you know, there's, like you said, there's, it's a lot to take in. And just, I'm not asking for it, but I'm just embodying what it would be like. And putting, trying to put myself in the shoes of a person living with it. Because right from the get-go, just talking with one of my friends who does have it it's a busy lifestyle and i'm going to remind everyone who is listening nobody is asking for it so if you are the type of person who has treated somebody a certain way and which is not good then i would suggest you to change your perspective on it because no one is ever asking for this kind of stuff and you don't know the certain situation people have been through and you don't know the reasons. Just be a supporting person and put yourself in their shoes and understand that this does not define them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, thank you for that. I want to echo that in saying um, definitely that uh, that's actually a lot of question people will ask you. How? And that is a, a already a prejudgment. Did this yeah. person deserve it or not deserve it? Is what they're thinking. You already think that you just deserve it. You're responsible for it. Like, it's this whole thing. So you don't owe anyone an explanation. Whether you were partying and playing and, you know, having a lot of cum in your butt. Or... <laughs> or and you know what? Or, or it, whatever. Most of the time, matter. cum in the butt feels so good, okay? It is the intimacy, <laughs> the sex, everyone. I don't care who you are, some form of sex people are going to strive for and live for. And it, it's all a matter of if you're going to 
expose herself to what's that word, Katie? Help me out. Um, admitting to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like, also on the flip side, like, I don't, especially at the, at the beginning when people were asking all these questions, I was being, you know, interviewed by the Toronto Star and all these different media publications when I did all of these different um, not-for-profits and, and whatever and uh, HIV government destigmatization thing, pro- program things. Um, I had to uh, be asked that a lot. And I'm just like, I'm just becoming comfortable with A, the fact that it could have not been the thing that I think it is because there's no way of technically proving it, but also because of the quantity of people that had that exact same experience with that person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's quite likely. And um, I'm just dealing with that now. So I I, was, you know, I wasn't ready to speak about it at that point, but it was just like, wow, people really want to like decide like how morally corrupt you are based on your HIV status. (laughs) And that, that pisses me off a lot. And I mean, we could go into many different topics of the stigmatism about anything. And at the end of the day, people need to zip their lips and educate themselves before they even decide to say anything about it. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, I think with anything medical, like you should be like very like um, cautious about how you approach someone who's dealing with it. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Um, I also have one other question, and then I'll let Katie take over for questions and whatever. Um, sure. So on a daily practice, um, with the things that you have to go through day to day, aside from your status, what are things that you do to keep your mind at peace and to keep yourself in a very good mindset? Like self-care routines, um, what does that look like? Um, well, because of how my life has been lately with busyness, I haven't been as on top of everything that I would like to. Um, but for self-care, like, I think I remind myself always, like, I'm taking better care of my health than most people my age. Um, I'm taking the best care I can of myself. I'm, I think I try to, like, when I achieve something or, um have something positive like lean into it like that feeling of positivity Mm -hmm. so like opportunities to work on projects centered around um stigma and whatnot with hiv is like i go like feel good about this because before at the beginning i felt very like almost guilt about it or or it was very confused feeling and Mm -hmm. i try to be like you're doing what you said you would do be proud of the fact that you're sort of um, assuming your choices. And those are sort of the mental affirmations I suppose I do, as well as like, Travis, you're not well. Let's maybe see, start booking more appointments for therapy and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And also like, I think when I am not mentally doing well, also giving space to like, you can't, show up for this in the way that you want to so give yourself the time to to be able to perform how you want to i mean and of course like at points pushing myself to do it and then like the little things i do i don't know like i feel like health stuff like i become a bit more like into like fitness than before like i've always lived an active lifestyle but now i'm like 
no inertia use your body keep it going it'll stay in motion <laughs> it'll be healthier da, 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 da. like um, those Jane Fonda videos <laughs> yes exactly and then like also with like you know um t- uh okay now this thing might affect your liver and your you know kidneys whatever let's <laughs> eat more food that's good at detoxification of the liver and like you know becoming more mindful of that makes me feel better about um you know p- potential side effects of medication um and then also like empowering myself with the knowledge like of course i think anyone living with hiv gain a lot of knowledge because you have to because you're living yes. with it every day and you're dealing with people that don't understand all- every day but also in my position that i've put myself into um being public about it and having to speak to media outlets or in videos and be candid and also p- people online um, at any moment. It's made me a want to do the research and be um, actually do it and um, get connected to these things in a meaningful way. So um, yeah, it's, I think those are the things that kind of make me feel positive. I'm also like, very into skincare so that always makes me feel better like when i'm stressed jessica <laughs> i <laughs> love to just like do a really fucking long facial regime like a creamy cleansing and then maybe like a double cleanse moment and then i'm toning with something peel of peeling and then you know like mask and then you know yes there's nothing better than like a twelve step face care routine. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, like, well, I've been in the bathroom an hour, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm a, a glazed little donut, and I feel wonderful. Yeah, exactly. now time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's funny because oh, like, that. anytime I have to do anything like public or on video, like I was just doing a TV show recently, um, and like was like okay I'm just gonna <laughs> go get like a, a microdermabrasion serum infusion <laughs> and day of like you know this whole skincare regime and you know show up like this I love doing that <laughs> it's just like makes me feel like I look my healthiest and feel my healthiest even though right. it's so like external and whatever it, it's for whatever reason important to me well, you're nurturing your soul. You're nurturing your 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 inner your inner brain. You're nurturing every aspect of who you are as an individual, right? And Katie and I have both been focusing on our self care, and there's so many different variations of what that looks like. And when you really oh, hone sure. in and focus on you, you have this ability <laughs> to provide to other people because you're. You're very well charged. Oh, totally, totally. I totally agree. Absolutely. Um, so just a few more questions. Um, we were going to kind of ask you your, like, best experience that you've had when disclosing your status. And then, like, also, like, the worst, if you're comfortable sharing that. It sounds like you've had a really a lot of support from your family, which is great. And then I was just like, on top of that, wondering like, if you were to give advice to somebody um, on how to be supportive 
Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you I just mean, want to speak on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, best is really easy because it was my mom, and uh-huh. she literally like when I came out at like thirteen, like her response was of such worry, like such concern, like, and she felt bad about it after. She just felt so bad for making it so weird that in that first moment I told her because she was just like, oh my God, like you just needed to hear that it was okay. But I was just like, so scared of like, now everything makes sense of what's going on. Like, and it's because of this thing. So I think they tried to really not be like weeping <laughs> and were like, well, hon, I don't care. Like whatever it takes, we're going to get you on the Cadillac of drugs and like yeah. whatever this whole thing. And it was so lovely. And I just like, and, and literally, like, within, like, two days, like, had done very good research. Like, actually had knowledge around, like, how to talk to me about it and, like, what it actually means. So I didn't have to do any of that legwork for her. It was amazing. My worst case has been it is an easy place for people to attack because I'm public about it. Yeah. Yes. And I, you know, people assume things about you because you're HIV positive like i've gotten body by meth <laughs> oh my goodness oh my god was <laughs> thing. um it also that, i mean that just bothered me because there's a lot of people also dealing with substance issues and whatever as well that like don't need because that was done very publicly um uh that don't need to hear that and if i was struggling like probably would definitely not need to hear about that but absolutely on top of like being HIV positive hearing that it's just like wow is that really how I look like being hyper aware of it and when I did first get diagnosed with HIV I got tested for like every sort of parasite and went to a nutritionist and had to do food diaries and calorie logs because I do my body does sit at a very thin place and because I want to be you know more physically fit I have to have like an influx of calorie and fat and protein than other people now I'm vegan so it's even more annoying but um hearing that like really upset me because I'm just like oh my god like because I have heard it before people thinking I have an eating problem and I eat like a ton I eat like crazy I just don't chew my food um and then (laughs) (laughs) you and I are so similar (laughs) (laughs) and um and uh I've been accused of not being well like before, before even having HIV, any, anything. So, like, hearing that, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, literally, people just think I'm, like, this, like, sickly human. And now I actually have HIV. Um, and then I've had, you know, like, uh, other times when I think people, I think the worst part, especially about, like, especially men are like this, I find. Um, when they feel in the least bit rejected, which is really easy to do, <laughs> they go on defense mode and, like, attack and yeah. so, as I said, like, it's kind of that this sort of very, like, easy thing for people to, to, to make, they know you'll feel bad about it if they say this thing, because it's on your, they know it's on your mind because you're a positive person. Um, and we've had some, some things said that are just, like, wild in response to, like, not responding uh, quickly enough for them or whatever the case, you know, it's always something so stupid. I'm like, do you realize, like, I mean, A, I'm, like, able to handle this, but, like, it still isn't fucking nice to like be put in this position and, and also trying to take the higher road, you know? And like, is, is this worth it? Like, did you have to go this way? 
Yeah, like, I hate when people, like, go for the, like, low-hanging fruit like that. Like, is that, like, really where you're going to take this? That's so frustrating. Yeah, totally. And, like, um, I think, like, anonymity is such a, you know, powerful thing for being able to maybe express yourself because the world is so judgmental. But, like, it's also so (laughs) bad in the sense of, like, with profiles on dating things or social media you can be so so harsh on a whim and no one will know so you just do it and it's like uh, yeah it's it's tough so being public about me should be said it's like as much lovely things that happen and people that I get to connect with and have like meaningful connections and actually help that's lovely but I also get some wild hate that I probably would never have to uh, experience had I not disclosed. So it's a mixed bag. Um, with that said, to speak to the other part, uh, how to positively approach someone that you know is living with HIV. I think it's like truly coming with a bit of knowledge makes all of the difference. Yeah. Being super considerate, but not too like overly concerned. Like I think at the beginning too, like I don't want someone checking in on me all the time. Like, I don't know if you have to, but, like, even if you did, which you don't, um, I don't want to have to talk about this all the time. I'm already, you know, dealing with all these appointments. So I think, like, giving space and checking in on their actual health, like, their mental health, like, seeing that they're actually dealing well with the transition is the main way that you should support someone, especially in the beginning, because it's just, like, they were vulnerable enough with you to tell you. So don't make it about you. Don't don't start asking people, oh, your friend this has this, so you wanted to talk. No, like start actually doing meaningful research into it a little so you have some knowledge. Um, and then also be just mostly be concerned for how they're doing. Exactly. You know, you're, you're, you're not at their the doctor, end of the day, they're to... still that person. Like, yeah. they're still the person that you've loved the whole time. And like, that's what you need to respect at the end of the day. 100%. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, <laughs> that is the dark side of it for sure is like, I definitely felt like my hometown. I was like, oh, they're all just gonna be like, well, he deserved it. Well, of course he got HIV. He's gay. Like that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, to my surprise, actually, it's been quite the opposite, um, which is great. But again, like you're saying, people love to go for the low hanging fruit and that happens too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that this is a good spot to wrap up the conversation. Um, We just want to thank you again. This has been an amazing conversation and we really, really appreciate you coming on and talking to us. (laughs) Well, thank you. I mean, I hope I was um, helpful or insightful in some way and that you, uh, I did a good job. So thank you for having me. Of course you did. You we did, will definitely be chatting and uh, connecting again. And again, you are, you, I don't even think you realize on how much you've been knowledging people just day to day in your life. And I know you're aware of it, but the, the extremities that you don't really see in how much you like really bring a positive outlook on people. Like, yeah, I'm not living. You're with impacting HIV. people more than you think you are. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god, I love Katie. Katie, Katie knows how to not mince words, <laughs> right? I am the master of mincing words, and Me I don't too. know I'm how to like short form it. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. People know where they can find you on social media. Sure. Um, I'm found at at <laughs> Frankie, F R A N K I E dot or period L E N. Amazing. Nice. And everybody, feel free to go follow him because he posts lots of fun content. <laughs> and yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for this wonderful conversation today. And we look forward to talking to you again. Likewise. Thank you for including me. And I, I've really enjoyed this experience. And I can't wait to hear what the heck I said um, back later. <laughs> I will make sure I send you the link for that. And then. Yeah, we'll get chatting. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye.